Before we start the episode today, I want to break in here and say a huge thank you to Kleber Komka for coming on to the podcast. It was such a pleasure to talk to you. You took some time and, and had us into the um, Espaso Batuki Digital and let us record there with you. Thank you so much. Um, it was such a, a big pleasure for us. Also, I'd like to say that um, at one point in the interview, you hear me say that Bloco Alegria had been around for a long time and was the Lions of Batucada first. Actually, how that went down, just to explain that a little bit, how that went down was the Lions of Batucada existed before and several years ago. I'm not sure exactly what, what time period that started. Then Brian Davis decided he was too busy going on tour too much, and so so they stopped that, but it, it then um, became a community group called Bloco Alegria. So there's members who have gone all the way through from Lions of Batucada all the way through to Bloco Alegria. So that's a little background on how that worked. So I hope you guys all enjoy this episode, and thank you for listening. Brazilian beat. Join us as we get to know the Brazilian percussion music making community one interview at a time. I'm Diana. And I'm Courtney. And we're back. Yay, we're back. Hey. Well, <laughs> it's been a busy spring. We've got a really good episode. I'm really excited um, that I got to sit down with with this person. Two people, uh, actually. Hmm. Actually, two people, because you... Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, I got to sit down with Kleber Komka from Batuki Digital, and also Sylvia, and the amazing Sylvia Manrique. Oh, my God, woman, you are you are so awesome. Just, yeah, I'm just impressed by her so much, how much she remembers and, and how well she does. Um, but, yeah, this is a really exciting, really exciting interview to bring to you guys. Um, I did this while I was in Rio, and uh, Sylvia met me there at Espaço Batuki Digital, where they do all the lessons in Botafogo, and um, we got a chance to sit down and interview Clay Bear. You will hear some tamperim lessons happening in the background. It's not too loud, but you'll hear that going on. And um, we also have a sample of music from Batuki Digital. In case you have not seen them, they're all over um, YouTube and, and social media, but if you haven't seen them, here is a sample. Enjoy this song sample from them.
So I hope you guys enjoyed that little piece. They're they're an interesting mix. They mix um, digital music with the live uh, percussion, and you'll hear all about it in the interview coming up. So Diana, what's new with you? Now, I wanted to mention on this, Courtney, that also one of our other former guests, Bruno Morais, um, is also part of Batuki Digital, right? Yep, that's true. He's one so, of the one of the members. So this is our second Batuki Digital members on Batuki. Actually, Sahania is a member of Batuki Digital. Oh, that's three. <laughs> and we've got some another one coming up with oh, another yeah. member of Batuki Digital. Yeah, Actually, no, with two more members of Batuki Digital. <laughs> Man. I mean, these these people are all. I mean, you'll hear from the interview that Claybert chooses people who are all amazing yeah. teachers and players and mestres of samba schools in their own right, and directors and things. So. No wonder, like we've got all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he's a. Claybert has done a really cool thing. Is it his group? Oh, well, we'll find out. Never mind, because we'll find out. <laughs> I, I also wanted to mention that uh, I remember you guys telling me that after this interview, you guys took a lesson as well with him. He was doing a group lesson. Yes, at the end, Clay Bear offered to um, offered for Sylvia and I to take a group lesson for free. So that was that was exciting. Well, let's hear about let's hear about him. Um, yeah. So actually, before we hear about him, let's talk about GoSamba.net. Oh, Do you need yeah. drums? Do you need heads? Do you need sticks? Do you need mallets? Hibiki sticks. Go to gosamba.net. We've got everything you need. Go check it out. All the samba supplies. And and Marika 2, too. Right? Yes, I'm getting some Marika 2 stuff. I've got some Marika 2 heads, some skins, Alfaya skins. I've got some Marika 2 kaishas. And uh, yeah, I'm starting to get more. Some Alfayas are coming soon. Do, do an internet near you. Yes. So check it out. <laughs> All right, so a little bit about. Kleber, Kleber Kompka, Kleber with a K. He is a musician and percussionist. He was born and raised in Rio. He has played with some of the great names of Brazilian popular music and Brazilian samba, such as Alcione, the late, the recently late, Betch Cavalho, Danilo, Caimi, and many others. He is a percussionist and director of drums with more than 30 years of parading in baterias of Rio Carnival, such as Mosadaji Independente, Salgueiro, Beja Flor, Imperatriz, Mangueira, Uniao da Ilha. I always have to stop before I say that one. <laughs> Sal Clemente, and Grand Hill, and and many others. Which ones um, didn't he play with? <laughs> yeah, he's played with everybody, um, and like every instrument with everybody, pretty much. I think he said every instrument except for Shokayo. He has not really explored Shokayo as much, but um, yeah. I think his big, I mean, the thing I think he likes to play the most is um, Quica. Mm. He talks about that. Um, he is also uh, one of the broadcast commentators um, for the Samba School Parades in Rio, in the Sambodromo for, um, there's a radio show called Gaucha G Porto Alegre, and then also the Carnavalesco website. He's also one of the creators and owner of Batuki Digital Performance Group, He's a professor of percussion and owner of Espaso Batuki Digital, School of Percussion in Rio de Janeiro. And if you guys go to Rio and you want to take lessons with, with the best teachers, some of the best players in, in town, you go to Espaso Batuki Digital because he has everybody there. 
and you can schedule it with him online and meet up with them and they've got nice nice air-conditioned studios and everything you need and and he talks about it in the in the interview but he does really pull not just from the best players but picks from those best players the best um the people who really excel at teaching so um yeah he's done a really <clears throat> a really 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 cool thing mm -hmm. so some people might not realize that there's batuki digital the performance group that you see a lot of videos of online and then also Batuki Jitatao, the space, which is the school where they teach. So I hope you guys enjoy this interview and um, yeah, we'll talk to you on the other side. Um, please, please say your name. Okay. Meu nome é Kleber Conca. Meu nome de batismo é Kleber Pereira Macedo mais conhecido no mundo do samba como Kleber com K. Por quê? O meu nome é com a letra K. E eu sempre fiz uma exigência de que escrevessem ou falassem o meu nome com a letra correta. K. Então Kleber com K. So he gave his full name, but he's better known in the samba world as Kleber with a K. Because uh, Kleber is usually with a C, and so he was always insistent that people get it right and spell it correctly. So he is Kleber with a K. With a K. <laughs> Can you okay. tell our English-speaking audience, they're very curious about samba and people involved in that. Can you tell us where you grew up? And, and I know you've played for many years in samba schools. Can you tell us about your history in that, in that way? My story in si, como eu comecei. Bom, desde pequeno eu acompanho os desfiles de carnaval. Isso é uma, vamos dizer, uma tradição de família gostar e acompanhar o carnaval. A minha família é do sul, é de Porto Alegre, Rio Grande do Sul. Mas meu pai foi o responsável por trazer a transmissão da Rádio Gaúcha de Porto Alegre para o Rio de Janeiro, para o carnaval de, do Rio de Janeiro. Quer dizer, um, so he um, has always... Não, está tá bem assim. Um, go, the carnival tradition, the parades and that kind of thing was uh, something that was in his family. Um, it was a family tradition. His family is actually from Rio Grande do Sul in the south of Brazil, from Porto Alegre. His dad was actually responsible for bringing Rádio Gaúcho to Rio uh, from Rio Grande do Sul. So he comes from a family that where obviously music is important. Yeah. É, meu pai é jornalista, esportivo, mas sempre acompanhou o carnaval. E aí a minha família veio para cá. Eu, por exemplo, vim com três anos de idade para o Rio de Janeiro. So his dad is a, a sports journalist, but super interested in carnival. It was important to him. So they came um, to Rio and he's been here since he was three years old. É, e cresci acompanhando o carnaval. Daí... A primeira coisa que eu me lembre que eu, como criança, gostaria de ser grande ou crescer era ser um ritmista, um integrante de bateria de escola de samba. Esse foi o meu primeiro sonho. So he grew up um, around carnival and it was like, like he mentioned it was a family tradition. Um, but the thing he remembers his first, you know, I want to be when I grow up uh, memory is that he wanted to be a, um, a Hichimista, so he wanted to play in a carnival, in a carnival bateria. Isso. 
cresci nesse meio e com 15, 16 anos comecei a ingressar nas baterias. Meus pais até não queriam, na época, é... hoje é mais simples, mais fácil, mas para nós era né, mais distante, sempre morei em Copacabana, então distante dos grandes centros de, de escolas de samba, Tijuca, Beija-Flor, Nilópolis, Niterói, enfim. So he, uh, when he was 15 or 16, he started to get involved with the baterias. His parents weren't super happy about it because they lived in Copacabana. And as we know, a lot of the big samba schools that are really well known, like Beja Flores, all the way in Nilopolis, about an hour from Rio. Um, Chijuca is also not that close. So they were just worried that, you know, he had to go far from home to, to be part of the, of the baterias. Yes. He... Ingressei primeiro na bateria da União da Ilha. É. É. Desfilei como ritmista por 33 anos em baterias. 33 anos. Muito orgulho. Uh, his first um, escola de samba, the first time he paraded was with União da Ilha. And um, he's been in um, baterias for 33 years. Isso. Quais? <laughs> Conhecendo, ampliando, gravei... CD e disco das escolas de samba, por mais de 20 anos, gravando os discos das escolas, CD das escolas, né? Hoje, para nós, CD, mas na época LP ainda vinil. Tá? É, como eu disse, há 33 anos, e saí por diversas grandes escolas, que foi enumerar Mocidade, Milhão da Ilha, Mangueira, Imperatriz, Salgueiro, Beija-Flor. Em média, Seis escolas por ano. Uau. E quando, Seis baterias por ano. Quando você fala que você gravou, era assim, sessão de gravação para promover? Promo... Não, gravei, eu fiz parte de gravar o CD das escolas, ah, o disco tá. oficial das escolas de samba. Eu, claro. por mais de 20 anos, gravei o CD das escolas. Aí, União da Ilha, outras escolas, Salgueiro. So for 20 years, he also participated in the, in the official recordings of the Samba School. So when the Samba School goes into a session, a recording session to release the official, um, back then it was LP um, or CD. Um, but he, you know, he participated in that for 20 years. And so since then, he's, um, you know, he mentioned a lot of the schools that he's paraded with as a, as a Hichimista. Um, but the average is about six samba schools per year. That's a lot of <laughs> information to keep <laughs> straight. Bom, é... É muita informação, muito, muito ritmo para levar na cabeça. Eu tenho essa, essa... Com muito orgulho, se eu falo, é uma coisa que eu faço de alma, mais do que coração, é de alma. Eu amo muito o que eu faço. So he was saying, he's saying that, you know, we were, we were mesmerized that he, you know, can remember all of those patterns. And he's saying that um, it's something that, you know, he's proud of because more than it's something that he, he loves it and it's something from the heart, but he thinks it, it also comes from his soul. Which yeah. what instrument? <laughs> Everything? Marcação, caixa, cuíca, tamborim. Comecei por, por exemplo, 16 anos tamborim na União da Ilha. Eu sou um percussionista também. Toquei com alguns nomes, como Beth Carvalho, Alcione, Danilo Caymmi. So, 16, he started, at 16 years old, he started with the tamborim, uh, but uh, he also plays surdo, cuica, you know, all, uh, cuica all of the instruments that, are, that make up a bateria. But then he's also a 
percussionist that has um, accompanied major artists like Becci Carvalho, uh, Daniel Caimi, Alcione. and Alcioni, who are some of the most well-known um, sambistas, uh, uh, commercial sambistas that there are in, in Brazil. What's, what's your favorite instrument? Em bateria, eu vejo assim, é, cada um instrumento representa um sentimento. Por exemplo, você sair tocando surdo, marcação, você se sente a bateria. O tamborim, você é como uma estrela dentro da bateria. A cuíca, você toca com o sentimento de um ritmista, de um sambista, mas é para você. Ela é mais intimista, Qual? mais ou menos, cuica. cuica. Então, é difícil assim, eu dizer qual. Uma marcação, eu saí por 11 anos na Grande Rio, um dos maiores mestres, que é o mestre Odilon, Odilon Costa. E eu, eu, é uma experiência, eu gostei muito de sair tocando surdo, marcação, por exemplo. Um... He says it's hard to choose because with each of the instruments there's a certain feeling. Um, with surdo, he says that he feels like he is the bateria because it's such an important part and you just feel like you're, you are the bateria. Uh, with tamborin, he feels like, you know, that's the star, you know, that's the one, the, the star of the show. Um, with cuica, he feels like that's something that you play more for your own pleasure and because you, you know, get to do whatever you yeah. want um <laughs> but he says that you know if he had to choose it would might it would be he played surdo for 11 years with union da ilha under grande rio grande uh, um with uh, mestre odilon costa who's really well known um so he played with them for for 11 years <laughs> More question, no? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you've played with everybody. Mas é, em bateria, acho que só eu só não desfilei tocando chucalho, o único instrumento que os outros instrumentos convencionais, tradicionais de uma bateria, né? Seriam seis caixas, repique. Marcações, que tem primeira, segunda e terceira, subdivisão né, em marcação, mas a gente fala como marcações, caixa, repique, marcações, cuíca, tamborim, só chucalho é que eu não, nunca saí desfilando tocando chucalho. Um, tá? So he has played just about every instrument with, um, with various samba schools from, uh, you know, things like surdo and repique and caixa to things like cuíca and tamborim. Um, the only thing he has not played in a bateria is the chocalho, which is the shaker. Only, nunca desfilei em bateria tocando chocalho, não. Até prato eu já desfilei. He even played the plate, but chocalho is not something that he's played in the bateria. When you accompanied the commercial sambistas, were you playing drum set? Bateria? bateria drums? Não, eu, eu não, não. não toco. Meu irmão, sim, é um baterista, ele toca ah. muito bem, sai comigo também. Mas e quando, não... quando você tocou com o Bete Carvalho? Ah, Alcione, sim, ah então... sim, percussão. Percussão. Ah. Samba, instrumentos de samba. Só é isso. Pica, tamborim, marcação. Aí é show, depende como percussionista, entende? Uhum. O set de percussão, aí dependendo da música, uhum. bandeira. Yeah, so it's basically the same instruments that he played in the in the um, bateria in the samba schools. He plays them 
uh, for the commercial artists, obviously with a percussion setup, similar to any percussionist setup that is like on the side of a, of a drummer. Um, but all of the traditional samba instruments like hibiki, like kaisha, that kind of thing. So how did, um, Batuki Digital has multiple, multiple facets to it. Mm -hmm. There's the performance side and then there's the lesson side, the studio, the space side. Um, yeah. How did that evolve? Can you tell us the story of how that got started? Vamos lá, Batuki. Primeira coisa, o Batuki Digital, eu sempre me preocupei quando nós criamos, eu e o meu amigo DJ, que foi criado comigo, mas que infelizmente faleceu em 2012, tá? DJ Good, Good mesmo, uhum. Carlos Henrique, mas é como ele era conhecido, DJ Good, um dos maiores DJs de festas no Rio. Uhum. É, a minha primeira preocupação foi sempre trabalhar a marca Batuque Digital, primeira coisa, até para chegar onde ela, com a marca diversificar, aí a marca aulas, oficinas, a marca Batuque Digital, shows, grupo uhum. show, trabalhando e dando ênfase e credibilidade na marca. Um, who's also named Carlos Enrique Enrique. He died in 2012, unfortunately, but he um, he was a party DJ. And so the the first thing that they were, were con concerned with and just trying to figure out was how to make sure that the brand um, was something that they could bring forth and then diversify from doing things like shows and doing things like classes or um, or workshops. But it was just a matter of getting the, that brand and name out there so that they could get um, public recognition and what, interest. What year? Qualama? Isso, do, no, 2007. 2007, nós, o Batuque oficialmente é 2008, mas de 2007 para cá, um ano, um pouco mais de um ano, nós pensando, né, criando a coisa do Batuque Digital, tá? So they started working at it in 2007, um, coming up with ideas, sort of building what they wanted to do, and then they officially launched in 2008. fazíamos. DJ e eu fazia, montava um set de percussão microfonado, uhum. então ele tocava as músicas e eu na hora transformava como né, um timbal, uma comba, uhum. vivo. parecia isso, você está uhum. dançando e tem a sensação que é ao vivo, mas sou eu na percussão fazendo. Então essa é a base da ideia do Batuque Digital. So the, the first idea was, you know, that they would do private parties, things like weddings, corporate parties, that kind of thing. And so they had the DJ um, who would play, to, you know, your DJ music, and then they would sort of make it more of a live experience, more of something uh, a little more exciting with having the live percussion set up. So, you know, the DJ's playing the song and he would accompany with live percussion to just make it a little bit more. Uh, interesting for Just the audience. One, one person or solo Sim, player? só accionista, microfonado, eu, né, fazia as músicas, claro, cada hora eu usava um instrumento diferente, ok? Uh -huh. 
mas fazia ao vivo, então dançando e ao vivo, tchau, 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 e era assim. So it was a lot of improvisation, because it yeah. was, um, it was, the instruments were all mic'd, and then all he Sounds did fun. was, you know, <laughs> accompany and, <laughs> and improvise over the, yeah. over the recorded music. E aí, assim, um dia, eu não lembro exatamente quando, mas fazendo uma das festas, dessas festas, é, acho que um casamento, não sei se Copacabana Palace, enfim, alguma assim, entrou uma bateria, e aí, a ideia não chamou a atenção. Parou a festa, né? Agora entra, não sei se foi a Beija-Flor, a Mangueira. Ah, Mangueira. Parou a festa, parou o DJ, parou a festa. Então, o que, que nós de fora percebemos? Algumas pessoas saíram, ah, é o carnaval, é o samba, vocês sabem, saiu da pista. Outras estavam sentadas, ah, vieram. Tá. Mas você deu um break, parou a festa. E o Good. Kleber, pô, sabe que eu sou de carnaval, lá vi, pessoal. Pô, quero conversar com o Pensei, mas de repente a gente fazer isso, DJ e percussion, mas por que não DJ e bateria? Entende? Uhum. E aí eu, ah, você é maluco, aquela. Mas depois a gente começou a. So, uh, the idea for sort of diversifying what they were doing, which was just the uh, DJ and live percussion, um, was that they were doing a wedding, you know, like a, one of those big weddings, he said, in like Copacabana, at, a, at, at the Copacabana Palace. And, um, you know, they were doing their show and then everything stopped and a bateria came in during the wedding. And he, you know, it might, he thinks it might have been actually a samba school bateria um, that came to play at the wedding. And so everything sort of stopped. Um, there were people who were like, oh, that's carnival, whatever, I'm going to leave. But then there were people that sort of came closer and thought it was just something really interesting to give the event sort of this, you know, this break that, you know, and, and, and diversify the event as well. So since um, the DJ knew that uh, Kleber was in samba schools, he thought, well, why couldn't we do that too? We could do the percussion and yeah. the DJ and we could also do bateria as well. Isso. E entendemos que não precisava dividir, porque não somar, né? Uhum. O DJ continuava, mas vinha a bateria também. Então quem queria dançar continuava dançando, tinha o DJ. E quem gostava de bateria do rio, poxa, tinha a bateria. Então ele também diz que quando o evento stopped, ele pensou, bem, talvez não só podíamos fazer the DJ and the percussion, but then bring bateria into the whole, in, into the arrangement as well, so that it's, you know, whoever wants to keep dancing, keeps dancing, and um, it's just a, another way of, um, of diversifying diverse what they were doing already. E daí partimos para botar em prática a ideia, então como a gente vai fazer? Eu pensei nas pessoas, no primeiro momento um grupo que já existia, porque nós queríamos fosse uma coisa rápida para botar logo no, no mercado, entende? Uhum. E não conseguimos ensaiar porque o grupo, ah, hoje eu tenho um ensaio, quer dizer, quando não vinha um, na verdade, não vinha aquele grupo todo. Uhum. E eu falou, eu pensei, tenho que ir para o meu plano B. Qual é o plano B? É buscar um por um, formar. Uma coisa é você tocar numa bateria de escola de samba, outra é fazer esse tipo de trabalho. Uma música eletrônica com um DJ, você tocar o beat, acompanhar, é, é diferente. A música não vem para nós, a mm -hmm. gente tem que acompanhar a música gravada. Mm -hmm. So, he said the first thing they had to think about was how they were going to do it. The approach was to get a group that they knew already played together, um, to be sort of the bateria as, uh, that was part of their show. Um, 
but he quickly realized that wasn't going to work because you know because they were already part of a group when there was one person that couldn't make the rehearsal all of them couldn't make it yeah. um, so he went to his plan b which was to find musicians and and uh, people who played the instruments who could be part of the group and one person from here and one person from there but that could commit themselves to learning the songs and 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 creating more of a of a show feel yeah. todos esses integrantes de baterias mas né puxam aqui outro aqui e depois começamos a ensaiar e para o estúdio colocar as músicas entender até que beat que velocidade serve o que que não serve é, nem todas existiam músicas boas que eu quero dizer assim pertinentes para fazer isso tá mas nem todas as partes da, da música cabia então a gente começou a entender o que que serve o que não serve dá para fazer não dá para fazer um, so they um, they started to pull from different samba schools. So all the people that they they got for their group were from different um, samba schools, and and then they got to work on the arrangements. Um, so it became more of a you know figuring out what was going to work, what was not going to work, uh, using different songs and figuring out how to create those arrangements that would sound good. So um, that was sort of the second step after you know picking the yeah. hichimisas that they would work with. Did you come up with the arrangements, or did the players come up with the arrangements? Did you those? Uh, eles ritmistas de de bateria, uh -huh. mas não com a experiência como música, yeah. musicalidade. Uh -huh. Então eu tinha que entender gente. A bateria de escola de samba é lá. Aqui vocês vêm com a base de bateria, mas é um trabalho musical. Tem é diferente, mais feeling, tem um sentimento, é diferente. Então, esse primeiro momento, o trabalhoso era isso. E quem fazia ah, os arranjos? Nós. De início eu fiz muita coisa, ah. mas eles são talentosos. Só tinham que entender o que era, qual a proposta, entende? Um, so he said that, you know, the playing in a, in a bateria is very different than playing in a group where you have, there's more musicality, there's, you have to understand a little bit more of of how things work in terms of dynamics and things like that. Um, so he said that, that at the beginning he um, started to do a lot of the arrangements to sort of help them un understand the feeling and the difference between playing in a huge bateria where you're playing as loud as you can <laughs> to playing, you know, with, <laughs> with a group where there's more of a dynamic. So, um, but he said that, you know, they're all super talented musicians and so it was easy to get them to adapt and, and start to look, you know, obviously with the basis of them being great players, um, but then modifying it so that they could play this sort of different genre or different approach. Yeah. How, how, so one of my questions is, if anybody listening has ever tried to take a big group of people who are percussionists and have them play along with, with music, it quickly starts to diverge from the electric music, how, electronic music. How do you keep everybody do you have in your Mas monitors de... or how do you No, é só a gente não se tem algum tipo de beat, não, era só com uma caixa de som aqui no estúdio, ouvindo e tocando. É, porque ela tava falando que quando você coloca um grupo para tocar, que tem que você... acompanhar, começa a, assim, a, a sair. sair, né? 
como que vocês fazem, como vocês faziam é. para não sair do tempo, do ritmo? E... No início era muito isso, era como se... O entendimento era que a música é que nos acompanha e não nós, não. Depois eles entenderam que você acompanha a máquina. Esse foi o trabalho difícil. Ah, depois, easy. Ah. No momento que entenderam isso, hoje a gente não sai. Não <risos> sai. Só se o som for muito... Em algumas festas, já pô, a gente está para 11 anos agora com o Batuque. Hum. Em alguns momentos, a gente passa para o cliente o tipo de, de, de som. E eu exagerando, em algum momento chegou, tinha uma caixa de som de computador, por exemplo. Entende? Aí eu não... Só se o, a, a, a estrutura for ruim. Hum. Nós nos ouvindo. Não, a gente... Isso é que impressiona muita gente. So he he thinks that you know it's it is hard to keep people on on time, right? When there's when you're um, playing to a, something that's coming out of a speaker, uh, but he said that he made sure, and that was like the most difficult part of the beginning, to make sure that um, it wasn't understanding it wasn't the song that was going to accompany you. You had to accompany the song. You had to listen to the song, and so. You know, as as soon as they sort of got that idea that you had to be on top of what you were listening to, then they didn't have any problems. He's like, if we had a problem, then it was because the the sound was bad. The, you know, the the sound system was something really small or wasn't yeah. that audible. But otherwise, um, they're really good at keeping that time. That's been the problem in the past with little projects I've been involved with that we start to drift is because we can't hear the electronic music. Uh -huh. And everyone's playing and it's super loud, and then next thing you know, we're just like completely diverged. We need better speakers. Mas foi assim muito isso. No início nós trabalhamos muito isso. Uh -huh. Do um exemplo, nós tivemos em 2014 na no programa Fátima Bernardes na uh -huh. Globo, tá? Primeiro nos pediram a mídia, o tempo de música era dois minutos. Então nós preparamos a música dois era dois minutos. E a gente isso olha, não vai ter um ponto para vocês? Eu falei, não, tudo bem. Eu falei, só o som, não. Chegamos, chegamos lá no dia, ao vivo o programa, antes a produtora, ah, quanto é que era? Tempo, dois minutos, preparou. Não, 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 tem que ser um minuto e meio. Então, na hora, tivemos que tirar 30 segundos da música, o que a gente já, já, já tinha pronto. Uhum. E para passar a hora que foi o som, ah, para botar os microfones, onde vai ser? Não, vocês têm que tocar aqui. O que, que eu quero dizer? É como se fosse aqui e o som estava lá na janela, vindo de cima. Eu falei, poxa, mas eu tô aqui, nós estamos aqui e o som está lá, mas não dá. O máximo eu posso arrumar um ponto para você, mestre. Eu vi que ela tinha meio má vontade, assim, sabe? Mas assim, onde eu quero chegar? Tá, um, mas para mim, vem para o nosso marcador de primeira, que é a base. Então foi só para ele. Quando largou a passagem de som, eu falei, tira, a gente é acostumado. Vem aqui na minha mão também para... Se eu estou ouvindo o beat, que eu quero dizer, tu, 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 e aí eu venho, tá? E eles vêm. E fizemos a passagem de som, o público já está. Mas isso é porque a gente trabalhou hum. muito antes. Senão, uhum. realmente, aquela a gente. O samba do crioulo doido, né? A gente vai <risos> ficar. Um exemplo. Um, so he wanted to give an example of, you know, how working on it and making sure that the rehearsals are, you know, everybody understands what they're supposed to be doing is so important because they did a show, um, they were invited to appear on TV on Globo, which is like the national um, television chain on Fatima Bernardes, which is a 
it's a morning show, kind of like an Oprah show. And so they were going to appear on national television and they were told it was going to be a presentation of two minutes. And so they were ready with their two minute presentation. And um, at the last minute, they were like, well, you guys have to be here and we only have an, a minute and a half. So we, they had to cut 30 seconds off of it when they're already ready for a two, two minute um, song. Um, and then they put them in an area where the speaker was above them and much farther than it had to be. And so, you know, the producers didn't seem to be very accommodating uh, with what they needed. And so thankfully they had, they were able to get um, in-ear monitors for the surdu player and for him so that he could help direct kind of old school yeah. directing uh, a bateria. And they were able to do it, but he, he credits them being able to do it because they had rehearsed so much um, that they were able to sort of overcome those um, hurdles that they had at the, at, on the day of the presentation. How, how do you rehearse? Because I'm friends with Bruno Morais, and he um, said that there are multiple... He was saying there's like four groups and people sign mm. up for a show, which I think is really smart. Because then you always have somebody, you have multiple people to pull from, but yeah. how do you rehearse? Do you rehearse everybody together, or how does that work? No, é. Começamos, vou, vou voltar o batuque né, na, 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 na criação. Nós começamos com 12 integrantes. Uhum. Essa primeira apresentação, primeira formação do batuque. Aquilo que eu dizia para os estúdios, às vezes uhum. passavam uma madrugada inteira para tocar uma música. Uhum. Hoje, hoje temos um set mais de 30. Uhum. Acho que a gente entendeu pegando as partes do time mais dinâmico, uhum. tá? Então comecei com, com 12. Hoje eu tenho no total 62 pessoas. 62. 62. Quatro grupos, quatro equipes. Divido em média, são 13, 12, 13 pessoas tocando em cada grupo, fazendo as festas. Então, quando ele começou, eram 12 pessoas. And, you know, sometimes those 12 people had to be up until three o'clock in the morning waiting to play one song um, because that was the group. That was it. Um, but now, you know, as things have evolved, um, he now has 62 people um, and they're divided into teams of 12 to 13 people that play at different shows. So, yeah, you're right. This <laughs> <Desse laughs> 62, hoje, acho que 47. 47 diretores ou mestres de bateria. Não adianta perguntar qual de todas as escolas. Wow, Tem 47. Wow. So of those 62 people, <laughs> 47 are Director. directors of different baterias around Rio de Janeiro. So it's like super quality, <laughs> quality players in this uh, in the 62 people Eles, group. É, dizem como brincam como a seleção do ritmo, o batuque digital é a seleção do ritmo. Quando vem para cá, eles se sentem como se fossem convocados para a seleção. Entende? Ah, entendi. É so, isso, ah, eu estou no batuque de... So he feels like, um, you know, because it's a lot of directors from different, um, from different Samba schools, obviously the level of playing is like super, super high. And so for a lot of uh, players, when they're invited to come, it's like when um, players are invited to be part of the Brazilian national team of soccer, um, because you're being called to play with batuque digital. So it's an honor for them. Does everyone rehearse then together, or do they need to rehearse? <laughs> <laughs> so good, like. <laughs> <laughs> so 
Vocês têm ensaios? Porque, sim, claro, sim, sim, tendo sim. tantas yeah. pessoas com esse nível de... Como é, passar um pouco como hoje, né, com a maturidade, como é a criação, essa coisa dos, dos ensaios, dos sets no Batuque. Eu tenho um grupo de 10 a 15, no máximo, que criam... A gente, vamos mudar o set? Primeiro, as músicas são de sete são desmembrados, como só nacional, só flashback, só funk, uhum. só as músicas atuais, do, 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 pops, mas as atuais, entende? Uhum. Então a gente tem uma gama de oito a dez sets diferentes. E quando vai se, se renovar, a gente mexe no set. Vamos atualizar os sets de funk, um exemplo. Vamos atualizar os sete das nacionais. Aí não vai mexer tanto, mas entende, né? Porque, por exemplo, festa de 15 anos é tipo um público, um tipo de uhum. música. Para o casamento é uma outra, mais eclética. Para, às vezes, festas de 60 anos, bodas, festa de empresa é uma outra. Uhum. A gente trabalha muito assim. Então são 10 a 15 pessoas que estão a cargo disso. Para criarem Só isso pra aqui. Criar. Não, tá. não mistura. Essas 10 a 15 que vão criar. Ah, vamos, o set de funk, tá bom, então nós tá. vamos ouvir quais são as músicas. Os DJs, os, os meus sócios são, é, a Racha Pop são os DJs, uhum. tá? A divisão no Batuque é muito clara, metade é do Kleber, só o Kleber. A outra metade é a Racha Pop empresa, onde dois irmãos são os donos, meus sócios DJs. Uhum. Que eles são líderes no mercado uhum. também. Um, so, the first thing is that he's got about 10 to 15 people who are in charge of of creating the set lists because they have because they have so many people playing and they because they service so many different type of types of events um, they have different set lists of different genres so they have uh, you know sort of just Brazilian like Brazilian music then they have funk then they have like pop songs that are popular today um, they have top 40 um, because yeah. obviously something that you would play like a set list that you would play at a 15-year-old's party is not going to be the same as a corporate party or, you know, a 50th anniversary wedding uh, party. So they are constantly uh, changing it up, making sure they have, like, the latest songs um, and, and doing that. So that's the first thing. Tem essas pessoas que, que são preparadas para isso. Eu tenho ajuda muito grande do meu irmão, que é, que é baterista e produtor. Meu irmão arranjador, senta no estúdio só dele, ouve, então é uma base. Ah, essa música serve para isso, isso, isso. Entende? Dá esse, esse norte. Uhum. Aí esse, ele faz parte desses 10 para 15. Depois desses 10, 15, vamos para o estúdio e realmente ouvindo as músicas, a gente toca e cria ali. Ah, vai ser isso. Gravamos, passamos uhum. no estúdio, gravamos com qualidade e repassamos para os outros. Então, uhum. para os outros 50, vamos assim dizer, a mídia gravada. É isso. Uhum. Tamborim vai fazer isso aqui. A caixa vai fazer... Escuta, escuta, escuta. Depois eu convoco, vamos fazer três, quatro ensaios, todos que estudaram, viram, vamos fazer isso. Não, isso aqui está errado, a volta. É, isso, é assim. Tá. So the first, um, so his brother is also one of the, one of those people that in the 10 to 15 that arrange music, different sets. Um, and the different songs, um, so he gets a lot of help from him because he's also a percussionist, he's a, he's a drummer. Um, and so the sort of process of creation is, um, you know, those 
people getting together, figuring out what the, what the songs, what songs they're going to choose, um, and then coming up with the arrangement. Once they've decided on the arrangement, when they're, you know, it's, and it's just that small group of people coming up with the arrangement, then they go into the studio and record the arrangement. Um, and then they share that arrangement that's been recorded with the other percussionists. So it's almost like a virtual thing. It's not, you know, and then once they have that, you know, material and they've learned it, they call a rehearse, like three to four rehearsals um, so that they can sort of fine tune if, you know, make sure that if people are, get, you know, getting something wrong or it's not clear or something like that. So just fine tune like what they learned on the recordings. But really, it's just learning from the recordings. Mas assim, às vezes a dificuldade até com a música, né? Assim, sempre um ou outro. Né? E, então assim, todos têm que estar preparados. Esse é o importante. O uhum. intuito é todo mundo sabendo. E aí, de acordo com a demanda, eu vou escalando. Né? Uhum. Pode, ah, Kleber, sábado eu não, eu não posso, porque uhum. às vezes isso, diretores, poxa, eu tenho um compromisso com a minha escola, eu vou, vou para São Paulo, um show da Beija Flor em São Paulo, eu não posso. Uhum. Entende? Então uhum. todo mundo pronto, eu só vou. Pode, pode escala, uhum. tem dois, três, quatro shows. Hoje eu tenho batuque, hoje meia-noite todo mundo se reúne aqui para ir fazer uhum. uma boate, por exemplo. Um, so he, uh you know, when, once they've rehearsed, he thinks that there's always a chance that somebody is not going to, you know, get it right or things like that. So that's what the rehearsals are for, just to, you know, answer any questions, make sure that people are, are hearing the right thing on the recordings. Um, and then from there, it's just making, like, choosing who's going to play where. Uh, because, because a lot of them are with baterias, they can't always play the different events. They have other things they've got to do. They've got rehearsals for their baterias. Um, so it's just a matter of who's available and, and sort of organizing those teams um, so that they have who they need for the different events. Like tonight, they have an event um, at a club. So tonight, they'll be getting ready and meeting up here at midnight to head out to their, yeah. to their gig. Com o tempo, nós tivemos entendimento de vários aspectos de operacional do funcionar o batuque, como hoje a gente tem a nossa sede, a gente ministra as oficinas também de percussão, e nos finais de semana à noite é o ponto de encontro para sair e fazer os, os eventos, as uhum. festas. Então uhum. todos se vêm vem para cá, se reúnem, a van, temos uma empresa que já, enfim, e aí saem para saímos para fazer tá. as apresentações. So that's sort of the function of this space is not only to do the classes and workshops and things like that, but have this be sort of the place where everybody meets. Um, they usually have trans uh, organized transportation to the different gigs uh, because, you know, they have instruments and that kind of thing. They get vans to sort of get everybody there at the same time and that kind of thing, yeah. It's nice that you have people who are responsible enough musicians that they'll learn it on their own and then come in and be, able to be so efficient about it. I think, you know, a lot of us are not used to that level of responsibility. Ela falou que sabe, ela, ela também é parte dos, dos grupos, né? E não todos vão escutar as músicas para aprender. Não todos vão se uh, vão estar. But they're all mysteries yeah. and, and right. And that's what they do. So they yeah. know what, yeah, what they're responsible for. Yeah. Todos escutam, nem todos da mesma forma. Uns eu entendo que são mais 
que ansiosos se preocupam em pegar, outros confiam muito na sua habilidade. De... <risos> a gente até como sempre, meio que como futebol, para que, que eu vou treinar? Na hora eu... Mas assim, é um consenso porque se durante os shows eu começo a perceber que o cliente dificilmente vai ouvir, mas a gente internamente, tecnicamente, poxa, ele... Ele errou aqui, não fez isso, sabe? Começa eu. Aí começa aí para final da fila, que a gente chama. <risos> aí ela tá certa, ela tá vindo, tá. Ah, então você, ó, o outro vai para lá, deixa, vem fazendo. E aí ele força ele oh. ter que estar, entende? So, uh, so not everybody is su super committed to listening. He said that some people, you know, he does have a lot of them. Um, the majority are super um, you know, they, they learn it, they listen to it, they pay attention, that kind of thing. But there's not, obviously, like any other profession, there's going to be people who really um, trust their <laughs> own instincts and their own talents to sort of get them through. Um, just like, you know, football players or soccer players who might be like, well, why am I going to rehearse? Like, or why am I going to train? Like, I'm, I'm good at what I do. Um, so, you know, it's sort of up to him to, you know, during performances, just make sure that everybody's doing what they're supposed to do because the client or the person you're playing the party for is not going to notice a mistake, but mm -hmm. he's going to notice the mistake. And so his um, sort of approach to, to mitigating those people who don't rehearse is to sort of move them to the back of the line, uh, you know, to not be called for as many performances. Mm -hmm so that they sort of react and they're like, okay, I'm sort of being left out because I'm not paying yeah. so much attention to, to the material. Com esse tempo, tive que desenvolver realmente formas para lidar, que a gente diz gestão de pessoas, entender cada um, e eu saber como eu extraio o melhor de cada um. São realmente grandes músicos. Isso eu não tenho como negar. Agora eu tenho que, primeiro é o batuque digital, a gente pensar de uma forma muito profissional. Mm -hmm. Eu me cobro muito e eu também cobro deles. Mm -hmm. So he's, he, a lot of what he does, he says, is people management. Um, just knowing how to get the best out of someone. Um, and so knowing how to, uh, you know, deal with different personalities. And so since he asks a lot of himself, um, he knows that he's going to ask a lot of the other people. Um, but yeah, a lot of the things that he does is people management and just uh, knowing how to, how to get them to do their best. So that's an important skill. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that leads me into one of our more popular questions on this podcast. When you're dealing with people, you deal with drama. How do you deal with drama? Uh, like, or, or interpersonal drama between players and, and, and all of that. Ela, ela fala que, que lá, até nos Estados Unidos, que a gente tem grupos, né? Sempre tem, é, às vezes tem conflitos, às vezes tem sim, personalidades, sim. ego, forte. às vezes. Como que você lida com isso? Eu, eu, muitas coisas eu penso para mim, para ser exemplo para eles. E, e uma coisa eu sempre digo para todos eles, é, aqui nós, como, como metáfora, como exemplos, eu gosto muito de frases, eu sou uma pessoa que, eu, sabe, para simbolizar muitas muita, muita das vezes o que eu quero passar. Então, assim, nós não queremos elo de ouro, nós queremos elo forte, sempre falei para todos. E aqui, gente, não quero que ninguém se preocupe em ser o melhor. 
mas que todos se preocupem sempre fazer o seu melhor. Uhum. So, um, he first starts with being an example to others, so he doesn't ask anything of anybody that he doesn't already ask of himself. Um, and then he talks about, um, you know, he, he tells people that, you know, he doesn't, o zelo, o que, que é zelo? zelo? Você fala zelo de falei, elo, eu falei elo. Elo, 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 desculpa, como, como, como elo, para você pegar corrente, elos ah. de corrente. Uh -huh. Eu não quero que a, a, o elo seja de ouro, entende? Uh -huh. Eu quero que ele seja forte. Yeah, so uh, he doesn't want the link to, it doesn't have to be gold, <laughs> it, but it has to be strong. Uh -huh. And so that to him is the most important thing, is having that, that strong connection. Um, And, and everybody, yeah. everybody with each other, yeah. Mas me preocupo muito entender cada um. Eu tenho que ter uma filosofia, filosofia para todos, mas entender como eu chego a cada um. Uma maneira para você, uma maneira para você, para você me entender. Uhum. Tem uns que eu falo simples já me entendem, tem outros que eu tenho que ser enérgico para me entenderem. Tem outros que eu tenho que falar, mas para decifrar como enigma, entende? Uhum. entender as pessoas. Uhum. Eu acho que o principal é conhecer cada um. Como eu vou falar com a Courtney, como eu vou falar. Entende? So he has to understand the group, right? As a group. Um, but he also has to treat everybody as an individual and understand how different it's going to... Uh, what he needs from somebody is going to work differently depending on how he talks to them. For some people... You know, he can be super direct, um, but with others, he might have to sort of go, you know, be a little bit more sensitive. Um, with other people, he has to be super energetic and, and just get to the point and tell them what, you know, they're doing wrong or whatever. Um, but it's just a matter of, you know, he thinks that that's a big skill that you need to have when you're managing a group is knowing what's going to bring the best out of each person depending on their personality. Some people skills, but not everybody has. No. <laughs> right. Sim, exemplos, coisas bobas, mas é alguns errarem, por exemplo, errou, eu olhar, não fiz nada, mas eu olhei para ele. O restante do show ele não tocou mais, não conseguiu mais. Então, tem alguns, eu não posso no momento. Passou, foi ótimo e tal, depois vem aqui. Entende? Eu não posso naquela hora. Aí ele, o restante ele não rendeu mais. Ele já só porque. E aí perante o grupo, como são todos bons, vamos assim dizer, se eu errei, eu estou inferiorizado para cá. So he was giving an example of, you know, in the middle of a show, somebody makes an error and he like looks at them because they made an error, and then that person for the rest of the show is kind of like with The, you know, their energy yeah. sort of low and like not playing as strong. Um, and he, he says, you know, because they're all so good and their level of playing is so high, when you mess up, it's, it's a big deal. It's a, big deal. It's a blow. Sim. And so he knows that that person that, you know, he, that had that reaction during the show, it's better if he talks to them after and is like, hey, you did a great job, but, you know, watch out for whatever, you know, whatever they missed. It's just a different approach to, you know, getting to the same end, right, which is having them not mess up, um, but not having that vibe where they're like, you know, And feeling bad. Right. Yeah. Como alguns outros, não, outros até. Mas é muito isso que a gente... Some people feed off of that energy, yeah. like if he looks at them, you know, they feed off of that and they're going to like bring their best. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
<laughs> I know for many people who've been traveling to Brazil for many years, so for example, my group has been around a really long time. It was the Lions of Batacada, and then they switched to Bloco Alegria for like, we've been around 20 or 30 years and a really long time. But those people have been visiting Brazil and they say back in the day, it was hard to find someone to teach lessons. They would ask, hey, can you show me? They'd find some hot player in, in a Saba school. Hey, can you show me what you're doing? They're like, sure. You know, like play it super fast, couldn't teach. But I know Batuki Digital has been very important for people outside of Brazil visiting to be able to take lessons and pay with a credit card. Ela falou que o grupo dela tem muita história lá na cidade de 30 anos, né? Então, quando eles começaram, os que tocavam nesse tempo, eles falam que quando eles vinham para cá, para o Rio de Janeiro, era muito difícil encontrar alguém para te mostrar, para dar aula, né? Eram uns umas pessoas Sim, que tocavam super prática, bem, só fazia, uh -huh. mas não não dava para ensinar, né? Não dava para ser um, um uma pessoa que ensina um professor. É. É, como que você decidiu fazer isso? É, was... E também pagar com cartão de crédito. Ah, mas o, o Batuque é uma empresa. A, 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 é, vou tentar assim, vamos lá. A diferença em qualquer coisa em relação ao Batuque muito a minha pessoa e meu sócio, a gente sempre pensa de uma forma macro, grande, como eu te disse. Desde o início eu pensei em sempre trabalhar a marca. E aí vou para isso. É, amo o que eu faço, participo do que eu faço. Assistindo os desfiles, só para ter uma noção, eu estou assistindo desde 1975, carnaval. Uhum. Sou um advogado, sou músico, mas sou advogado, advoguei por 14 anos. Então, a experiência minha de vida eu trouxe para o meu negócio. Coisas que eu vi aqui, pô, isso não é legal, não está certo. O, batu, o, o espaço Batuque Digital aqui tem, nós estamos indo para cinco, cinco anos ou seis, agora até fiquei na dúvida. Cinco anos temos. Demorei exatamente para isso, por exemplo, dar aula. Eu tenho 60 pessoas no Batuque, mas as 60 não podem dar aula. Nem todos sabem dar aula. São excelentes músicos. My saber da aula é uma outra coisa. Mm -hmm. uh, um, so he was he even from the very beginning he saw you know he sees this as a it's a it's a company that provides a service and you know he also has you know he loves what he does and music is a huge part of his life but he also went to school um, to be a lawyer and so he was you know he has that. Você foi advogado, Sim, né? so 14 he, anos, sou advogado. So he was 14 years um, <laughs> as a, worked as a lawyer. Um, and then on top of that, he has been going to samba school um, parades since 1975. So, you know, his lawyerly experience combined with having observed the space, right? He could say, you know, that, you know, I saw that, that did, I wouldn't want that for my company. I saw this, I like how they manage this part. So he was able to sort of marry those two and and uh, come up with the concept. The other thing is that you know he recognizes that te teaching is something very different than playing. Of all of those 60-something people that play, not all of them can teach. Um, and so he has to think about who are the people who can teach, um, and and because it's it's different than just than playing in the group. Very different. 
Isso. Então, essa questão para dar aula, essa coisa assim de... Antigamente, vinham os estrangeiros para cá e normalmente <risos> viam isso de... Vou te ensinar. Eu falei, ah, é assim? Tá, tá. Não, como? Não é? Onde eu seguro tempo, divisão, acentuação, espaço, ritmo, uhum. técnica. Uhum. E mesmo dentro do batuque, várias, vários grandes ritmistas, pessoas que, que tocam e conhecem muito, mas não sabem passar, dar uhum. aula. Então eu tive que pincelar, esse pode dar aula, esse aqui sabe, uhum. entende? Para justamente pensar na outra ponta que é quem vem ter aula. Uhum. Eu preciso de uma boa, boa linguagem, uma clareza no que está me passando. Por isso. Uhum. Então, me preocupei muito com isso. So he he made sure to make that a, a point of focus that um, he picks people who he knows can pass the along things that are necessary when teaching from technique to even especially for us you know, outsiders of, you know, that we were not, we were not born and raised in the, in the music, um, knowing the, the rhythm and how it works and how it's divided and all of that. So he's had to go in and, and, and identify those people who can um, pass that as, you know, and basically instruct because he has players that are amazing, but are not able to pass information along to students. Às vezes nem é tão bom quanto um outro, mas ele sabe passar muito mais, de repente, o pouco que ele tem, ele sabe passar muito mais daquele que de repente tem muito e não uh -huh. sabe passar. Às vezes não tem nada a ver com o nível de pessoa que a pessoa é. Às vezes o jogador não é tão bom como o super awesome uh, hichimisa ou alguém que joga no grupo, o que mais mais ou mais not as good as the other one is the better teacher. Eu acho que isso é por isso que a gente conseguiu esse, né? Vir nesse crescimento as pessoas entenderem. Também nunca me preocupei que é comum para nós a cultura de bloco, a fazer o bloco do batuque, alguma coisa assim, tá? Para os alunos. Não, eu quero te passar o melhor para você pegar aquilo e aplicar onde você quiser. Se você quiser sair na bateria da mangueira, você está apto. Se você quiser tocar no quintal de casa, você está apto no bloco. Entende? Essa é a ideia. And he makes, uh, you know, his idea too for the space was to make it accessible to all people with all kinds of dreams within the batuki world. So there's people who come here to learn because they really, their dream is to play with mangueira. And, you know, you're going to get the basis of what, you know, what you need. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's also an opportunity to learn just so you could play in your backyard. Um, it wasn't, uh, you know, his goal was not to unite this, um, this group and create a bloco, like mm -hmm. another yeah. uh, group that would have like a carnival bloco. Yeah. It was more so that once you're learning, once you've decided that what you're going to play, you can pick where you, what you want to do with it. That's very yeah. cool. Our focus is the aprendizado. I'm a little bit of 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 a 
Oficina is a, ah, is a workshop. Termo. É porque yeah. a gente não, eu não posso oficialmente como escola. Yeah. Tá, eu não posso usar esse termo, sei lá, o MEC, alguma hum. escola, escola, entende? Uh -huh. Aí teria que burocraticamente outras coisas. Então a gente usa oficina, oficina de percussão. Yeah, entende? so he's saying that there's some groups um, that the point is to create a bloco, right? To have, you know, you bring people to learn so that you can play in the bloco. Um, a lot of bands do that. Like yeah, like, mm -hmm. bands. right, like Monobloco and, yeah, and yeah. Mangala Fumenga, uh -huh. all of those groups. Um, and his goal was never that. His goal was to give you the tools to know how to play and then you decide to apply what you've learned. Você citou até o Monobloco, com o mestre Odilon Costa, me convidou na época, nós ajudamos, nós passamos as informações para que montassem o Monobloco. Sério? Eu tenho orgulho, não falo muito, mas... Uau. Quando foi montado, porque eles não tinham a expertise das baterias, hum, entende? Uh -huh, uh -huh. Músicos também, mas não vivenciavam o nosso universo. Então, uh -huh. so ele um, e Odilon Costa actually helped sort of create the monobloco oficinas because they were musicians and they had um, you know the knowledge and, and they were drummers and things like that but they didn't have the the escology samba tradition uh, which 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 they do so um, so they uh, helped to sort of launch those oficinas so for people listening I will put the details for how to contact Batuki Digital and get lessons if you're going to visit Rio, things like that. But do you teach other um, rhythms besides samba, maracatu, or...? No, se eu já... É isso, ensinei alguma... Outros gêneros? Ah, aqui. Não, aqui até isso. Me preocupei em não abrir muito para não perder o foco, a qualidade. Se eu também tento abraçar... Aquela expressão, quero abraçar o mundo, eu acabo... Não dentro de bateria, de escola de samba, porque é o que nós vivenciamos, é o que nós fazemos, é o que nós temos propriedade. Uhum. Então, com outras oficinas, volto a dizer, às vezes, ah, eu faço maracatu, batidinha, faço lodunta. Não, cara, aqui eu sou craque nisso. Uhum. Isso aqui também não é para... Entende? Uhum. A gente domina o que a gente faz. Então, o seu foco é the rhythms that they play in escolas de samba, in samba schools. That's the focus. Um, you know, he knows that there's a lot of blocos that, you know, they have different arrangements of like Olodum and Maracatu and that kind of thing. But he feels like he has, um, you know, his what he has the most authority in is what he has lived. And that is the percussion that they play in, in Sama schools. And so that's his focus. And that's what he is going to. That's what he wants this to remain as, you know, the focus. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What are your next steps? What's the next steps for the digital? <laughs> Boa. Para ir pro, eu quero cada vez mais levar para o mundo. Estou indo final do mar, de março para os Estados Unidos. <laughs> Tenho uma família em Boston, mas estou indo para Nova York já contactei estúdios, então vou alugar horários dentro do estúdio em Nova York para começar a dar as aulas. Não vai ser só o Kleber, porque eu não quero a imagem do Kleber, é o batuque digital. Uhum. Então, um tempo vai alguém comigo, vem outro, vem meu irmão, vem o Serrinha, vem o Thiago Diogo, entende? Fazendo rodízio, dando as aulas lá. O estúdio quando, é... Quando é? Em... Eu, tô, eu estou indo 26 de março, 
Acredito que em abril a gente já consiga começar com alguma coisa, uma aula experimental, começar com algumas atividades. Uhum. O estúdio é lá na, na Lira Brasil, ali na 46, uhum. no Times Square. Ali. Um, so his, his immediate goal is just to keep making uh, samba and uh, samba percussion something global. Um, and so he is, um, in, on the 26th of March, he's actually heading to, um, to the U.S. to do um, workshops in Boston and New York City. And uh, você vai fazer em Boston ou só visitando família? Não, minha família, a ba minha base lá, alguma coisa, o, o foco maior é Nova York ah. até para para poder realmente repercutir mais, né? So he's giving, he's going to be giving workshops, but the, the he's going to be giving workshops under the name of Batuki Digital. So it's not only going to be him, he's taking different people. Um, this time he's taking, you know, he's taking a few people. Next time he might take someone else. So it's just a matter of, of, of bringing out the Batuki Digital name um, and making those connections abroad. Wrong coast. <laughs> Tem que vir para Costa Oeste, Sim, né? Que... I need to start the, the, this. The... <laughs> uh, o, o pensamento é esse. Eu quero, né? E muito e aqui mais próximo na Argentina, que aí a gente já tem várias outras coisas, mas até fisicamente é muito, muito yeah. mais próximo, né? E, e tem muita gente apaixonada. Na, a Argentina é muito. Fizemos um workshop tem foi 2017. So they've already got a, a big uh, contingent of people in Argentina um, that um, take classes and workshops from Batuque Digital in 20, uh, 2017. Um, he gave a workshop uh, for 2,000 people. So he How do you even do that? <laughs> I'm I'm crying. I came to cry. I lived things like that I didn't imagine. I love you. There was a guy, to exemplify, who had phrases to say things. Eles tocam muito bem. E aí se apresentaram, <coughs> desculpa, primeiro para nós. E aí, ah, o que que você? E cada um deu uma impressão técnica muito bom. E eles são bons. Eu vi aqui. Era muito mais, eles queriam ouvir, tipo, de mim, você está muito potente. Uhum. Então todos falaram, no final, eu, como eu falei por último, eu só complementei, você está muito bem. É, eu, eu costumo dizer isso aí, peguei e falei a minha frase. Os grandes tocam, fazem com o máximo da técnica. Uhum. Os gênios com o máximo da alma. Uhum. E vocês tocaram com alma para mim, uhum. muito obrigado. Wow. So he gave this <laughs> workshop in Argentina and he's saying that there's uh, you know, there's a lot of people who are really passionate about it. And so, you know, once after the workshop was done, you know, he complimented them and said that, you know, good players play with amazing technique, but geniuses and great players play with their soul and the people there played with their soul. And one of the guys got that phrase tattooed on his shoulder. <laughs> so they take it seriously. São muito. Mexeu comigo. Foi uma. Que às vezes a gente aqui, nós não valorizamos nossa cultura. É uma visão que eu tenho. Essa coisa do percussão, ritmo. Todo brasileiro joga futebol e toca o negocinho. Todo brasileiro. 
Uhum. Entende? Então uhum. é como, ainda mais aqui no Rio, como é muito próximo. E aí vem a Curtin, vem o pessoal de fora. Nos, nos dá valor, uhum. entende? Uhum. E aí você vê no país próximo, que às vezes a gente brinca de né, rivalidade. E na Argentina você vê as pessoas nos uhum. darem duas mil pessoas. Nossa. Eu falei, Nossa, aqui eu faço um workshop e não tem dez pessoas. Uhum. Mal comparando. Yeah, he's saying that, you know, even sometimes here, especially in Rio, where there's, you know, there's batuki everywhere, right? Like there's a scholarship de samba everywhere and that kind of thing. Uh, you know, every Brazilian, especially cariocas, they play, everybody plays a little soccer and everybody <laughs> plays a little pandeiro. Uh, and sometimes you, they don't value um, the, the culture um, as something that's, you know, something very serious, right? Like music and, and what they do. And so when he goes out of the country, especially Argentina, where there's like, there's always been this sort of rivalry between Argentina right, and Brazil, right. but then to have these people sort of really love um, the rhythms and, and love the culture, it, it makes you almost value your culture more because there's these people or like people like you who come here to learn because you value it so much, it's almost like reflected to them to value it as well. I've, I've heard that from almost every Brazilian think that we've interviewed is that they will say that in Brazil or in Rio it's not valued as much as mm -hmm. they feel like when they come to Brazil camp or when they go outside the, their own country. Ela falou que ela já ouviu isso dos outros dos outros pessoas. cultural nossa assim como a gente já sei todo mundo um aluno vejo muito assim agora como na esfera né das oficinas das aulas os alunos brasileiros nunca chegam digo dizem basicamente para nós assim eu não sei nada ah eu já toquei sei como é que é erra o nome ele não sabe que é um tamborinho é um pandeirinho mas eu já toquei ah o pandeirinho você tocou o pandeirinho sabe assim os estrangeiros tá menino tendo aula que a Olga vem há três anos é russa e vem aqui ter Nunca, ao contrário também, nunca diz assim, eles chegam aqui, não, eu já sei, não, eles sempre, não, nunca sabem nada, e a gente tem 10 minutos, eles, mas é porque a cultura de, a humildade de assimilar, de, entende? Mm -hmm. Nós não, sempre sabemos alguma coisa e não tocam nada. <laughs> so you say that sometimes, even, you know, when he has students that are Brazilian here, and you ask them, hey, do you, you know, what do you play, do you play, and they're like, yeah, I know something, I play a little pandeirinho, you know that little pandeirinho, and that's a tamborinho. tamborinho. They don't even know the name. <laughs> um, because, you know, it's something that they feel like is innate, right? Like, you're, if you're Brazilian and you're carioca, you're going to know how to play something. Whereas, Uh, foreign students that come here might, you know, be more humble about it and say, no, I don't really know anything. And then you get to know them a little bit and they do know how to play or or they pick it up really fast um, because it's just a different approach. Right. You're coming as an outsider to a culture, right. uh, whereas sometimes Brazilians feel like they have, you know, a leg up because they're insiders when really they don't know how to play. Yeah. 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 <laughs> É tudo aprender a lidar com as pessoas é. e, e extrair o melhor, fazer o melhor. That's when knowing how to deal with different personalities comes into play, right? <laughs> to get the best out of people who think yeah. they already know, um, but get them to a place where yeah. they can sort of open their minds to learn. I really loved the video. You guys also have a YouTube channel. I want to talk about your YouTube channel a little bit. Um, <laughs> There's a lot of really good information on there that, um, that uh, is available. 
one of my favorite ones. I interviewed um, Junior Sapayo the other day. See, and he guy. did that one with um, the Atabaki, and then how this is the Kaisha. It's an older uh -huh. one. I loved that video. A lot of people really because it it connected a lot for Americans. We didn't or other people outside Brazil, English speakers. We we have an audience that's mm -hmm. worldwide, but um, people who speak English. But it's a little compliment to myself. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but um. Mm. That was a those those videos which might seem to you guys to be really um, foundational. You just know it. Common knowledge is like oh, <laughs> it's it, what's the word I'm trying to say? It's um, it breaks down the it, technique. It's like, no, it's like it's something that seems like you guys already know it. It's just the common knowledge to us is profound. Mm -hmm. Ela, ela falou que o, que o canal de YouTube que vocês têm, ah, tem vídeos lá que talvez para vocês é só ensinar uma técnica que é, sabe, é uma coisa comum, uh -huh. né? Mas que para eles é uma coisa mais profunda, né? Que we don't know the porque yeah. what was it? The, the Junior Sampaio, the, acho que os fundamentos da caixa, né? Aquela, uh -huh. que as batidas. Sim. Yeah. É, nesse vídeo, o Júnior, né, cria da Portela, né, assim, a mãe dele foi baiana, então, assim, ele tem uma, uma relação muito profunda com a escola de samba, que a gente diz raiz, aquele uhum. cara do gueto, criado na comunidade, no morro, a mãe, uhum. então, a avó falava para a mãe, porque a mãe, entende? A mãe, acho que até de, relativamente cedo faleceu, e a avó, que acabou de criar ele na adolescência, uhum. então, assim, muito ele ouvia. Então, assim, o que eu quero dizer? O Júnior foi estudar e cresceu ouvindo muitas histórias. Essa correlação de Umbanda, os orixás, uhum. fundamentos das, dos toques, das batidas das escolas. Por que, que a batida da mocidade é assim? É porque o orixá tal tocava assim, pra... entende? Ah, então, em um vídeo nosso, a gente pegou e registrou, fez essa correlação. Antigamente, por quê? Vem do toque para... Eu não, eu não domino a área de, de... Mas ele fez claramente essa correlação. Acho que é isso que ela acha hum. que ficou bacana e importante para quem está de fora. Uh -huh. So, so you, the, the video, for people who haven't seen it, um, uh, he was saying that it was... Um, so Junior Sampaio, um, his mother and his, sort of his ancestors and his immediate family are from Bahia. And so there's always been that connection between... Uh, you know, with Bahian culture, like Umbanda and things like that. So he sort of knew, especially his grandma, uh, his grandmother uh, told different stories on like what the connection is with Umbanda and the Escola Samba. So it was something to show the connection between, you know, why is the Samba school's rhythm of Kaisha like this? Right. It's because of this or that, that connection yeah. between the two yeah. um, genres or cultural expressions yeah. we don't have since we're not surrounded by all of the different cultural aspects there's no way to know that like those videos are really really important we have to do more and de repente ter essa preocupação botar inglês sim outros né o espanhol até que seja para próprios os argentinos que acompanham muito então a gente teria que fazer já pensei nisso eu realmente Meio, a gente meio que deixa de lado a coisa do canal, relapso, hum. porque às vezes muita coisa, as aulas e o próprio grupo com shows, eu 
É, yeah. Mas teria que melhorar isso, cuidar he, mais. Assim. He wants to uh, focus more on making those videos, especially now hearing from you that it was something that was yeah. really helpful. Um, he thinks it's really important, especially, you know, the group in Argentina and that kind of thing, to make those accessible to people who yeah. don't speak Portuguese. Yeah. Uh, mas, mas ela falou que, que para a gente, a gente sabe, a gente até pode achar alguém para ensinar um ritmo, né? Mas essa conexão com a cultura de Umbanda, sim, sim. a gente não nunca conta. vai saber se você não, não coloca, não, não há livro. jeito, não há jeito de saber, não está nenhum livro. Uhum, é Só pode é vir que... dar essa informação que você passa no canal. Eu vou, devo fazer mais coisas com o Júnior, passando exatamente isso, detalhar mais. Ou mais eu, eu já tinha pensado, vou alguma coisa com o Júnior. Pode ter certeza que a gente yeah, deve fazer. Yeah, he thinks he thinks it's, it's uh, worth thinking about doing more stuff with with Junior and things like that. Yeah. That would sort of open that knowledge to people. Yeah, he also, <laughs> for me, learning Portuguese uh -huh. speaks very slowly, so I can understand. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like he's thinking about what he's saying, and he he speaks deliberately, uh -huh. and it's <laughs> it's good to me for me to like learn. But é isso é bacana também para gente aqui dentro do Batuque essa quantidade de de, de qualidade que tem, mas diversa, às vezes, até, por exemplo, o Júnior tem essa riqueza de ter os detalhes de, né, de, de base, originais, né, o, hum. né, outros hum. mais performáticos, entende? Eu, eu tenho uma qualidade realmente dentro do Batuque, de material humano, muito rica. Uhum. Hoje a Thalita é uma referência, você fez, yeah. e a Thalita aqui, começou aqui. Nossa. A primeira pessoa que eu, quando eu dei a ideia para tocar, que foi minha colega, a Thalita, minha colega, na primeira turma de gestão de carnaval. Fizemos dois anos na Universidade Estácio de Sá, sou formado em gestão de carnaval. Sério? É. E a Thalita é minha colega de turma. Lá que eu conheci a Thalita. Uau! Então a primeira pessoa que toca no, no, no meio de universo realmente de, de ritmo e sair em bateria, a Thalita é de Niterói, é virador, enfim, foi conversando com a Thalita. Está em outro dado, o Batuque Digital. <laughs> so he's saying that, you know, he's he's really lucky that he's got um, so many people that are sort of um, that have that add so much to what he can pass as knowledge, because like Junior has that connection with sort of the history, the more, um, you know, deep history of rhythms, um, whereas he has some other people who are really good at passing along technique, uh, which is also really important. And, you know, he even mentions people like Talita. Um, that he was, um, he w he went to, uh, he did a course um, at Universidade yes, de uh, which is a management course of of carnival management. There's a, a course like that, and so he was in that in that um, group with her, oh. right? It's, I was like, <laughs> I want to do that. <laughs> I want to take that class, <laughs> carnival <laughs> management. Um, so he's saying that you know, there's different people that bring different things. Um, and you know, yeah, all in one place. All That's in one really place. Great. Yeah. Are you involved involved at all with? I say it wrong every time. Apoteosi. 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 Are you involved with that at all? Alguma coisa direto com apoteosi? O site é isso? Se eu tive não fez? Não. Does he? Is he involved with it at all? Like. It's a volunteer thing. What is apoteosi? It's a. It's like a channel where they interview mysteries. Oh, uh huh. Você tem alguma coisa a ver com a apoteose? O site, apoteose? O site, uh -huh. Não, eu só 
os primeiros vídeos, não os vídeos, lógico, na Sapucaí, de baterias. Uhum. Que a apoteose faz muito isso, ela mostra muito as baterias. Então o pessoal de bateria gosta de o áudio e ver os vídeos de bateria. Uhum. Mas conversas, debates que eles começaram uhum. com mestres e coisas. O meu envolvimento é que eu cedi o lugar, primeiros lugares que eles fizeram foram aqui, no Batuque Digital. Entendeu? Aí me pediram espaço, faz aqui. Ah, os mestres? Esse, os... O site, esse site, Apoteose, ah, tá. você, minha amiga, fazia lá, eu não tenho lugar. Faz aqui, começa ah, aqui. Ah, tá, entendi. Foi a Thalita, so, todo mundo aqui. So he's not, um, so Apoteose, for those who don't know, because I'm like, I follow the YouTube, but it didn't, it didn't mean the connection. Um, is a site that has that sort of shows different, you know, like they'll have live cameras and live and um, videos from different rehearsals and that kind of thing, getting really deep into um, samba school percussion. And then they also have um, discussions about different mestres and technique in the yeah. studio. Mm -hmm. So his connection to that is people like Talita or things like that saying, "Hey, I don't have a space to do this interview. Come, can I come do it at Espacio um, at this at Batuque Digital?" So. He provides a space for them to come and do their things, but he isn't uh, connected to them and yeah. in 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 more than that. Principalmente a Thalita e o Vaguinho, que fazem muito vídeos, né? O Vaguinho do Repique, os dois. So they come here to do their, their work. Yeah. That's a great resource also. Hoje eu tenho orgulho, vai ver muita gente, ah, fulano, outro, outro, bom. Todos estão do Batuque So that's one of, I mean, I think that goes to show it's one of his, his things he's most proud of is that people who are really well known that have, you know, that sort of, um, that are well known, especially outside of, of, of Brazil, they all started here at Fato Vigital. You've done a great thing. <laughs> it's really nice, yeah. Is there anything that I haven't asked you that you want to share? You want to talk about yourself or the space or future things or Se tem alguma coisa que você quer passar que ela não perguntou, algum site que você quer divulgar ou algum evento também, coisas que estão vindo por aí? Não, assim, mas é isso, procura expandir, então agora esse primeiro momento é tentar ir para os Estados Unidos, né, para levar um pouco do batuque, né, mais esse lado de aulas, oficinas, quem sabe depois alguma coisa do Batuque Digital Show, quem sabe na América. Uhum. Mas eu tenho que primeiro dar algum passo para que isso na frente aconteça. Uhum. Né? Aqui continua o espaço Batuque Digital aqui, cada vez crescendo mais. Esse ano nós começamos a dar aulas dentro das escolas particulares, como Andrews, Padre Antônio Vieira, tem agora talvez a escola americana, a gente está vendo aí. Qual a idade? Dois, a, a, mais adolescentes, né? De 12, a faixa 12, 16 anos. Uhum. Mas a gente dando aula lá nas escolas, no espaço uhum. mesmo, só uhum. vamos para lá e damos aulas nas, nas escolas, tá? Isso a gente começou agora esse ano. So, uh, right now his focus is to, you know, take his workshops and, and, and classes abroad. You know, the fact that he's going to the U.S. in March at the end of, you know, after Carnival <laughs> um, to to showcase what, he, you know, his work and the work of the other percussionists that are affiliated with Batuque Digital. Um, but also um, this year, and, and he thinks that maybe in the future they could do shows as well. So for now, it's focusing on 
uh, teaching, but then, you know, not obviously ruling out the opportunities to actually take shows to, you know, other countries. Um, and then one of the things that they're focused on here in Rio is they've actually gone into high schools. So this year, or ano passado? Começamos agora. Oh, agora so in mesmo, January. Janeiro, é, agora a volta das aulas em fevereiro, no início, a gente... So they just launched uh, classes like taking uh, Escola de Samba Bateria and teaching it in the schools. So in the high schools for kids between 12 and 16, about 12 and 16 years old. Acho que, acho que, se as informações, novidades, coisas do Batuque Digital nas mídias sociais nossas, né? Tem o Instagram, tem o Facebook, a página. E o site batucdigital.com.br. And so it says, you know, if you want to keep up with, you know, what the different things are, they've got an Instagram, they've got a Facebook, they've got a website. So there's always a way to stay connected and know what the next steps are for Batuque Digital. And for people listening, we'll put links to all of that on, yeah. our, on our website. Yes. And thank you for the opportunity to be able to talk to people who love me because they've received me many times. Muito bem. E a minha família está lá. Então, agradeço muito, muito a América. De so, coração. So, he's really thankful for the opportunity to talk and, and share about Batuque Digital. He says that he's always had a great experience and is very, you know, his family is in Boston, so he's always had a really great experience with the U.S. and he's happy to have talked to you today. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you. Sharing what you know and for doing what you've done. I'm sorry you lost your friend when you started this, but you've done him a big honor, I think, by creating this and keeping it going. It's really, I think it's really important what you do. Thank you so much. Tá legal isso? Muito obrigado. Okay, I hope you guys enjoyed that interview. We will have links to all of his social media. He's all over the place. We will also have links to um, the Junior Sapayo videos that we talked about where um, he goes through all of the, um, how the Atabaki parts became different Kaisha patterns for the different Samba schools. That's a great video. Um, there's actually two videos for that. Um, and we'll link to the Apoteosi side and to Batuki Digital, all the Batuki Digital stuff and the website and everything. So go to our website, www.thebrazilianbeat.com to check it out. So we have a couple of shout outs. Um, Courtney, you have one. To Sylvia. Sylvia, woman, you are amazing. I am constantly impressed by you. I mean, I am in the moment when we do these interviews, but I mean, later when I listen back to them, I mean, Pete, you guys, the, the person, the interviewee will talk for five minutes and she remembers everything. She takes notes while she's going, but like, just, I'm just really impressed with her. And yeah, cool. oh, yeah. We've been Man. lucky, we've been lucky to have uh, Sylvia translate on uh, interviews at Brazil camp and now with uh, Courtney in Brazil. So, uh, Thank you so much, Sylvia. She's like the third interviewer. She's like the really? third member. The fifth Beatle. <laughs> I don't know if Jeremy's going to be too happy to hear about that. but uh, Okay, I'll cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, thank you so much for um, helping us out. Yes. You're amazing. I, thank you, Sylvia. 
Um, I also wanted to send a shout out to Leo from Rio. We got an Instagram message from him and I'm going to um, read a little bit and maybe uh, he'll reply to this because uh, he listens now. He's a, he's a listener. He says, hey, I play third Surdu for Portela. I just listened to the episode with my friend Douglas Georgi and I'm amazed at your podcast. I never imagined that a podcast would exist about Vatarias in English. Smiley face, smiley face. Uh, <laughs> thank you for helping to spread our Batarias culture around the world. Clap, clap, clap. So that was, we love to hear messages like that. I, and this one coming from Rio, from somebody in one of the the Batarias. That's amazing. I was so happy to get that message. Yeah, that makes me super happy. I uh, immediately messaged Courtney and said, hey, look at this. <laughs> So thank you, Leo, for um, reaching out to us. We love hearing from our listeners and um, and keep in touch. Like, I come down to Rio. Like, maybe we can hang out. We'll have a beer together. Yes, be awesome. when I might show up as well. <laughs> yes, are you going? Well, let's go to Rio. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Hear that, everybody? We're all going to Rio. <laughs> come with us. Um, so yes, thanks again, Leo. Um, we'll see you in Rio. I made a rhyme. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, we'd like to uh, announce, of course, that Brazil Camp is coming up in August, and you can still sign up for that uh, at, at calbrazilcamp.com. Um, two weeks of music, dance, and great food out in the woods, and maybe a little disco in the redwoods. Um, if you're lucky. If you're lucky, yes. Uh, so check that out. Um, if you have any questions, feel free to message us because we can give you the scoop. Um, but yes, it's always an awesome time of the year. Yes. And Scott Kettner has um, the Rhythm Retreat, July 26th to 28th in Pennsylvania. So, Diana, do you know a little bit more about that? He does Marika too, and? Um, you know, there's going to be different things like Pandero. He's going to be teaching Pandero. And our friend awesome. Pitoko Giera is going to be there from Estrella right. um, right. Yeah, so it's a weekend um, July 26th through 28th in somewhere in Pennsylvania. I'm not sure exactly where. Outside of Philadelphia. Um, he posted that video about the Brazil barn. Did you get that? Yeah, it's a beautiful space. Yeah, it's really cool. It's a huge barn. That would be really fun to do to play music in there yeah so yeah. check that out you can um just look for scott kettner online or on facebook anywhere it's he's posted it um there and i think they're still taking um registration so if you're on the east coast or somewhere in the midwest and are interested go check that out oh also i should mention that uh, Clay Bear is doing um, tamperim lessons and different things in New York City right now. He is in New York this summer right now, um, making contacts, um, connections for business, and also teaching lessons and, and hanging out. So um, check him out and check out his different lessons and things if you happen to be an uh, East Coast person. How long is he going to be up there? Oh, I don't know. I'm not sure when he's leaving. That's a great question. But he posts a lot of stuff on social media, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's everywhere. You won't have trouble finding him. No. Um, also, if you are if you are doing a, 
a um, festival or a camp or you're doing some kind of project or show, let us know. We'll talk about it. We'll, we'll help get the word out. Just we'll uh, send you. us a message. Hmm? I said, we'll talk about you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there's all kinds of, we know it's summer, so there's all kinds of events going on that you guys are participating in. We'd love to see videos and uh, hear some sound bites. So send those to us. We say that all the time. And we're still waiting. <laughs> but we will post it on our uh, Facebook page or elsewhere. So... Yes, yes. Um, so you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram. Are we still on Twitter? We're on Twitter. We're tweeting. We are, we are on Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> We're on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, our website is, um, what is our website? TheBrazilianBeat.com. And go check out my store at GoSamba.net. And if you are interested, we do have um, the Brazilian Beat t-shirts available. Oh, yeah. Um, We'll have those at camp, so that's an incentive to go to camp, so you can buy a t-shirt. But I'm sure, like, if you, maybe you did an order on gosamba.net, you could order a Brazilian beat t-shirt. Yeah, we should, yeah, we could figure that out. Yeah. That should be easy to put up. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Thank you for listening, everybody. I hope you have a great week. Ciao.